Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be doing a updated version of my mock draft. This is going to be basically looking at the mock draft with the updated um, different uh, lottery results from the NBA draft lottery. This draft uh, will have trades in it because... Like uh, an actual NBA draft, there are trades. And so, yeah, we're going to be looking at all that and going from there. So, let's get started with the first pick, which is the Timberwolves. Now, I think the Timberwolves are going to, first and foremost, make a call to the Phoenix Suns. And I think they're going to ask about Devin Booker. Now, obviously, the Phoenix Suns had the best 8-0 regular season in the bubble and Devin Booker was their catalyst and I think it's going to be very very hard for a team out there to go after someone like Devin Booker and I think the first pick is as good of an asset as you can have but unless the Phoenix Suns value Anthony Edwards on the same level as um, someone like Devin Booker which I don't think he'll be there yet it's not going to happen. So the Timberwolves are going to draft Anthony Edwards, and he's going to be their choice because at this point they can't get Devin Booker because they don't have enough of what they're looking for, nor do I think he's available. And then you're going to just stick with Anthony Edwards because he's the best player in the draft. And so in my opinion, is this the best move that can be made? Uh, Perhaps. Um, And so... I think uh, what we're going to be looking at is uh, something, you know, like this that's going to happen. So, unfortunately, um, they're not going to get Devin Booker, but taking the pick, um, you know, that's that's a good one. So, I expect, um, you know, Edwards to be a good addition to this team, and I think, you know, that's the first pick. Moving on to pick number two. So pick number two is going to be the Golden State Warriors. And we're going to have our first trade. It's no question that Golden State's interested in moving this pick. And that's what's going to happen. So the Washington Wizards are going to get in on this. Because the Wizards can use um, the second pick more than Golden State. So first let's look at the details of this. So Golden State Warriors will trade the second pick. Andrew Wiggins and Eric Pascal and a pick swap, which um, is going to be for Bradley Beal. Now, the pick swap is going to be with the Memphis Grizzlies, and basically the uh, Washington Wizards will get the better of their own pick and that Minnesota Timberwolves first-round pick, which is um, owned by Golden State. So if 2021 is the year, then it is. If 2022 is the year, that's fine. And so I guess, you know, for the Wizards, they've felt like Bradley Beal is important enough to stay around. But, you know, I don't know if he wants to be there anymore just because their team is not that good. And so I guess at this point, you know, the best thing that they can do is move on from uh, Bradley Beal and getting the second pick and a future first-round pick. I think that's a good move. I think you have to throw in Andrew Wiggins, who's not the worst player in the world. Um, And I think... um, that's, you know, that's where they're at. And I think that's kind of 
um, a great situation for their team. And, you know, I think that's um, what is going to end up happening. Now, the second pick is going to be Ball. It's going to be um, the youngest Ball brother going to uh, the Wizards because he can play point guard. He can play shooting on. Jo uh, John Wall is hurt, and it seems like every year he just is out of contention. So this is going to be their new point guard, and um, yeah, that's going to be the second pick. The third pick is going to be the Charlotte Hornets, and at this point, the Charlotte Hornets um, have... A great team with some young players. And so the third pick is going to be James Weissman. Now I think James Weissman, if Golden State had held on to the pick, would have been going to the Bay Area. But uh, Washington needs a point guard, so Charlotte is going to get a center. And I think after the first three picks, it's kind of up in the air because we don't know exactly where this is going to be. And more importantly, we don't know what this is going to turn out to uh, finish out the the lottery because it's all at this point a crapshoot and the way that I look at it is It's all based on need after the top three picks. You know last year. They said there were three guys John Morant Zion RJ Barrett and after that it was kind of a crapshoot. I think it's the same I think it's all need and that's where we're at and I think the best picks will come just based on teams drafting who fits their system the best. So the first pick uh, after the top three is Chicago with the fourth pick, which is going to be international Israeli Dena Avicii, small forward. So I think Chicago needs wings more than anything. They have guards, they have forwards. They need wings, and they need competent wings. And I think... This guy could be the steal of the draft, and nobody's really talking about him because no one really knows much about him. And so I feel like in the last several years, we've had drafts where international guys prove to be amazing. And the last fourth pick, who was um, an international guy, uh, Porzingis, turned out to be pretty good so far. So he's going to be the pick, and that's their choice. Now we have pick number five, which is Cleveland. And Cleveland knows a good situation when they see one. So the Cavaliers are going to make a trade. So looking at the Cavaliers here, we have um, Cavaliers adding pick number 28 and pick number 8 and a future second round pick from the Knicks for pick number 5. So you're basically adding a first round pick and a second round pick to move down three spots. And for your team, that's fine because... The Hawks, Pistons, and the Knicks, the Knicks and the Pistons need point guards, and you don't need a point guard. And the Hawks, yes, they're, they're going to probably draft one of the guys you would have considered, but you can still get a good player, and I think that's good. So the New York Knicks are going to draft uh, Hayes, and that's going to be their pick, Killian Hayes, point guard. I think that's the best available at this point. He's the best point guard after Ball, and the Knicks are really reinventing themselves right now. I think Leon Rose is going to make some good moves. I think, you know, you're always going to have issues in New York when James Dolan's running the team. And the fact of the matter is there are so many Knicks fans that just hope, and non-Knicks fans, that hope he gets out of office as the guy running the show. And I think now you have, um, you know, Leon Rose who can do a lot, and they'll get a head coach who can do a lot. Um, I believe it's Tom Thibodeau, 
And, um, yeah, Hayes is going to be the pick. Atlanta Hawks are going to draft on Yonge on Kongu USC, power forward slash center. So I think John Collins, his disciplinary actions last year kind of tainted his appearance in Atlanta just a little bit. And I think for the Atlanta Hawks, they might decide to go um, and get a replacement for him. I'm going to be honest, he's a great player. And he's going to be very beneficial to an Atlanta Hawks team that's trying to compete in the future. But he's got one year left on his contract. He might be out the door. And this guy could be his replacement. You know, you could potentially trade him at some point during the season to add maybe a more dynamic shooting guard. Because that's a position of need at this point. And I think, you know, we'll see where they go from here. But that's their pick. Uh, Detroit Pistons are going to draft Iowa State Tyrese Halliburton, who is the third best point guard in this draft, and um, I think they need a point guard really bad. And so for the Pistons, I think that's what they're going to do. He can kind of get mentored by Derrick Rose just for a little bit, and um, you know that's where they're at. Now, we have the Cavaliers who moved down. They're going to take OB Toppin, power forward Dayton. So I think um, they were deciding between Toppin and Onkongu. And at this point, the Cavaliers feel like both of those guys would be beneficial. So trading down, it worked because they were going to get one of those guys. So it didn't matter which one, and that's what they felt was right. And Toppin could be one of the best to come out of this draft. The Washington Wizards just drafted a point guard with the second pick. Now they're drafting a shooting guard, Devin Vassell. So now they have Bradley Beal's replacement. A new era in Washington is making its way out the door. Um, John Wall and Bradley Beal and what once was the Washington Wizards are now going into the back burner. And we're starting a new era of Wizards basketball, which could be much better than they had before. Moving on to the Phoenix Suns, who are going to draft Isaac Okoro, who plays small forward slash shooting guard. So, Isaac Okoro, I think, is another wing. You throw him in, you have Bridges, you have Kelly Oubre, you have um, Cameron Johnson. I think there are a couple of players that they would have loved to have uh, drafted, such as... uh, OB Toppin would have made sense, or uh, Devin Vassell, but those guys are off the board, and so Okoro is their best choice. Moving on to the Spurs, who are going to draft Patrick Williams. So, Patrick Williams reminds me a lot of Rudy Gay. They play the same style of basketball. Both of them are sort of a combination of a small forward slash power forward, and I think Patrick Williams is going to help usher in a new era of Spurs basketball. There are many around the league that believe Greg Popovich is leaving, and some people say Brooklyn is where um, he would go, and um, he'd be a good coach there. But whether he stays or not, um, there is, you know, some thought into, you know, what's going to happen next, what's going to be the future. And there are a ton of different players um, that can come in. There are a bunch of different coaches that they could bring in. But I think Patrick Williams would be a great addition to this team. And he could be one of the new ushering in players of their um, system. 
Moving on to the Sacramento Kings, who are going to draft Sadiq Bey. So Sadiq Bey is a small forward who can be a great shooter, someone who had a great season at Villanova. I think for them, the Kings need a lot of things, and this is one of the things that can um, help them be a little bit better. They have Marvin Bagley. Harrison Barnes is there. They have uh, Buddy Heald. So their team is getting, you know, set up. They just need a few more pieces, and this is one of them. Moving on to um, the Pelicans, who are going to draft Aaron Nesmith Vanderbilt. So I think Nesmith is the perfect pick for the Pelicans. I like where they're going. I like Aaron Nesmith, and he's their best choice. Now, the Celtics are up at 14. The Celtics have three first-round picks, and you're going to expect them to trade at least one, maybe two of them. And I think that'll come. But they're going to keep the 14th pick because they're going to draft Precious Achua, power forward Memphis. He is very, very good and can be your future at the power forward position for the Boston Celtics. I like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. I think Gordon Hayward is going to eventually get uh, moved to the bench, uh, and Precious Achua is going to take his slot in the starting lineup. Because you could either have um, Daniel Tice or Hayward in the starting lineup. I think uh, Daniel Tice is a better fit. You have Achua, and you know he could be you know the future of the Celtics team. And the ping pong balls did not favor the Boston Celtics. Um, because they were hoping to get a much better pick from Memphis in the future. But, um, you know, Memphis dropped to 14. They were originally somewhere in the 17-18 range. So, uh, 14th pick's not bad. And Achua is the best available and the best need available. Moving on to the Orlando Magic, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, at this point, is a very good point guard. Um... We saw three point guards off the board. Now we're going to see a lot more come off the board. And Cole Anthony is the best of the bunch. And has the most name recognition because he went to North Carolina. Moving on to the Portland Trailblazers, R.J. Hampton. Now, R.J. Hampton did not go to college. He plays basketball in the Australian Basketball League. Um, and he's a good player. And I think for Portland, he is... Uh, Someone that they could use for sure. Um, at this point in the draft, there is a lot of um, point guards and shooting guards, which is not 100% what Portland needs, but RJ Hampton's a great player, and I think he has a future in Portland. Then we have pick number 17, which is owned by the uh, Timberwolves, but this is going to the Boston Celtics. So the Celtics are going to move up in this draft. Celtics are going to trade the 30th pick, the 26th pick, plus Vincent Poirier and Carson Edwards for pick number 17 and Josh Okoge. So the Celtics now are going to add a defensive-minded shooting guard small forward in Okoge. They are going to add the 17th pick, which will turn out to be Kiara Lewis, point guard from Alabama. And if you look at the Celtics and you look at their team, now they have um, Kiara Lewis, who is expected to be their backup point guard to Kemba Walker. They have Marcus Smart. They have Akogi. They have Gordon Hayward. They have Ennis Cantor, plus their starting lineup, plus Grant Williams. They have 
one of the best teams in the NBA. Now, for Minnesota, they're looking at this as they're getting a bunch of assets. And two draft picks to them is more important than the one draft pick at 17. I think to them, that's very big because they have a lot of needs and the Celtics don't need multiple draft picks. So the Celtics basically are freeing up four spots and then they're taking back two players. So there's two open spots now on the Celtics roster that weren't there prior to this trade. So it works out for both sides and the Celtics, I guess, um, it benefits for sure. Moving on to the Dallas Mavericks, who are going to draft Theo Maldion, point guard. Um, the Mavericks have had success with guards, international guards, um, and I think Theo Maldion could be the starting point guard of their future. I think Dallas has to make a very good decision with this pick because the next couple of drafts um, have um, their picks going to the New York Knicks, and so this year's pick needs to be important to them. And it's got to be worth it. And I think Maldion's the best point guard at this point. And that's kind of where they need to go. The Brooklyn Nets have the next pick, which is going to be going to the Pelicans. So we all know that the Brooklyn Nets are interested in getting another superstar. And they're going to do that with the Pelicans and Drew Holiday. So the deal that I have is going to be the Brooklyn Nets trade pick number 19, Karius Levert and Spencer Dinwiddle for Drew Holiday and a second-round pick in 2020. So the Brooklyn Nets are getting a second-round pick, and they're getting Drew Holiday. The Nets uh, trade away um, some young talent and the 19th pick, and the 19th pick is going to be Josh Green. So you're basically adding more pieces. You have already Aaron Nesmith, you have Josh Green, you have Ingram, you have Lonzo Ball, you have Josh Hart, you have um, Zion. So you have a lot of young pieces, and I think that's going to be important. And so for you know the Pelicans, Drew Holiday's hitting 30 years old. And the uh, Brooklyn Nets are in the prime with Kyrie and Durant, and they have um, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. So you're looking now at a starting lineup with Kyrie, Drew Holiday, Kevin Durant, and you have DeAndre Jordan. And you have Torian Prince or Joe Harris. And that's a pretty good starting lineup. So both sides benefit for sure. Miami Heat, Tyrese Maxey, uh, shooting guard slash point guard. So Miami is losing Gordon Drogic in free agency, and I don't think they're going to re-sign him. So the best that Miami can do is get some sort of a replacement. Now, I don't know if Tyrese Maxey will be the greatest point guard or the greatest shooting guard. But you can kind of interchange him with Kendrick Nunn in that uh, point guard spot. At least for the moment. Until they can find a better replacement. And they do have Tyler Hero, who's also someone who could play point guard or shooting guard. They also have Duncan Robinson. And, you know, that's where they're at. Denver Nuggets. Jaden McDaniels, small forward slash power forward. So, he reminds me a little bit of a Jeremy Grant, who they already have on their roster. But... I think McDaniels could be in the starting lineup. He could be your replacement for Paul Millsap, I think. Paul Millsap's older. Paul Millsap's a free agent. Denver is going to move in a new direction. Jeremy Grant, Jaden McDaniels. They have Michael Porter Jr. They have Will Barton. So Denver's looking pretty good. 
I like Denver, and I like what they bring to the table for sure. So um, that is their pick. Next, Philadelphia, 76ers, Jahimus Ramsey, shooting guard slash point guard. He is one of the best shooters in the draft, and Philadelphia needs shooters. They need a point guard. They have a lot of question marks. They have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, who might not be there next year. They have bad contracts in Tobias Harris and Al Horford. So for Philadelphia, Ramsey is the best choice here. He fits all the bubbles and checks all the boxes. There we go. Utah Jazz, Nico Mannion, point guard, uh, Arizona. Uh, Utah is going to get their Mike Conley replacement. He can be, at this point, a backup point guard, but eventually take over the reins with Donovan Mitchell in the starting line. He is um, someone who had a great freshman year and is the best available point guard at this point. Moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks, who are going to draft Davon Dotson, Kansas. So Davon Dotson is, um, at this point, the best point guard. A lot of point guards have gone off the board. Milwaukee needs another point guard with Eric Bledsoe, and uh, I think Davon Dotson fits uh, what they're looking for. So, uh, yeah, he is, at this point, the best available, and that's where they're going to go. The Oklahoma City Thunder are going to draft um, Paul Reed, power forward to Paul. So Paul Reed is a very surprising choice here, but someone who is a good player and might get underlooked and undervalued because he goes to a school like DePaul. So um, he could be a steal for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they need a power forward, so he's their choice. Moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have their first of two draft picks from the Boston Celtics. They are going to draft Vernon Carey, power forward slash center. So he will be starting alongside the very talented Carl Anthony Towns. You will be putting him in the starting lineup where he can come off the bench. He is your future big um, to go alongside um, Carl Anthony Towns and Jared Culver and D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. And so I think he is a great choice here, and I don't think you can go wrong. Cleveland Cavaliers, Elijah Hughes, shooting guard, um, Syracuse. So Cleveland does not need point guards. They already drafted a power forward. So Elijah Hughes is their best draft choice here. He is probably going to have a role off the bench kind of being a you know extra piece um, maybe a backup shooting guard and I think um, he is the best uh, available moving on to the Lakers who are going to trade this to the Detroit Pistons so the Pistons drafted Tyrese Halliburton and I mentioned earlier that Derrick Rose could be a mentor to him but Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case because the Lakers are going to trade Derrick Rose or trade for Derrick Rose and the 28th pick and Quinn Cook are going to go to the Detroit Pistons. So this move basically gives the Lakers a starting level point guard who for one season or more could be their um, best uh, point guard available. I think Derrick Rose is great and in the Lakers organization, he can be so much better. And so the Pistons will be getting a draft pick. They're going to draft Leandro Bartiromo, shooting guard. Um, he's international. 
And this is more of a draft and stash pick right now, but if he wants to come over, I guess that's fine. You know, I think this is sort of a pick that gives them time to assess the situation, kind of figure out where they're going, and eventually, you know, he can come over and be a vital piece to this team. I don't see him being uh, a big issue. And getting a first-round pick for Derrick Rose is pretty good. Moving on to the Toronto Raptors, who have pick number 29. Zeke uh, Najali. I think he played for Gonzaga. Um, he's a center, power forward center. Toronto has Serge Ibaka, who's a free agent. They have Marcus Sol, who's a free agent. They have Siakam, who plays power forward. I think this is more assurance uh, than anything else. I think this gives them a little bit of assurance at the center position if Marcus Sol decides he's retiring or leaving, um, and also if Serge Ibaka decides he's leaving. So, um, yeah, this is their choice, um, and I think he's going to be someone who is going to have a decent career in Toronto. And then moving on to the Timberwolves at pick 30, Tyler Bay, small forward, power forward, Colorado. Um, Timberwolves are adding another wing. Timberwolves have a lot of wings. Timberwolves have a lot of guards. Timberwolves have a good team, and, you know, they are getting themselves set up for um, success next year. They're not going to have a first-round pick unless it is top three. Um, and so they're adding a bunch of draft picks this year. These guys are going to help their team, and they'll benefit from it greatly. So that's the first round. That is my mock draft with trades.